What is up, guys? The RLTK Podcast. Jordan here, hanging out with Chris, Alex, and Brianna. What is up, guys? Hey there. Glad to be back. What's up? What up, what up, my... Yeah, man. All right. So let's dive in. 2021. Mm. What do you think? You Are you hopeful? You optimistic? I'm hopeful. I believe creativity can be birth. Okay. So. I think I'm more optimistic than hopeful. Mm. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a uh, ha- uh, glass is half empty kind of person normally. Mm. So for me to be hopeful is just in general is a bit more difficult. So I'd say I'm optimistic. Hmm. That's funny because I'm normally very optimistic and I'm actually a little pessimistic about 2021. Mm. I'm not, to be honest, I just, I'm not going to, I'm thinking that there won't be much of a change Wow. from 2020. So, mm. Well, as you guys know, 2020 was a tough year, but we made it. We're out of it. If you're listening to this podcast, you're still here uh, and we're grateful that you are. Although we take a moment to honor those that didn't make it out of 2020. Kobe. Man, I didn't even think about that, it's bro. It's been a year. <sighs> bro. Wow. Yeah, that's we lost We lost some peeps in 2020. Mm-hmm. But as we look forward to uh, 2021 and the hope of the future, I actually want to ask you guys this. I'm going to throw you under the bus real quick. What is one thing that you're hoping happens in 2021? What is one thing you hope happens in 2021? The vaccine. Okay. I'm just hoping that that rolls out. Um, if people take it, that, you know, we're not going to be seeing as many, I don't know, people with the coronavirus, I hope, you know. I think it's interesting you asked the question because my thought, <laughs> she went, you know, with society. <laughs> I'm over here thinking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and I, but I think, you know, sadly, I think that's what 20, I think 2020 has just been difficult because y- you've been focused so much on the things that have happened to you and around you that you forget about, you know, other people and you become selfish, right? Mm. You know? Um, like when I was thinking about that, I'd be like, you know what? I got fired last year for my job. So it'd be, it'd be cool if I got a better job this year, you know, mm, yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. cool if my, if the school that I coach soccer at one state, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but I think in general, man, I think, um, I think health, yeah, I think health is a big one. You know, mm. uh, I've been, uh, blessed to up to this point, not have anyone close to me or have anyone you know, for people that are close around me, you know, um, have to suffer through a COVID death, you know, that's been, that's been a real blessing. Mm. Um, so I, I, I would hope that people, you know, around me can keep their health. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't know hmm. to be honest with you. I know I said that in the beginning, I'm hopeful, but I'm hopeful something will happen. What that is, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, mine. Uh, I, I guess um, more unity mm. and mm. idea, mm. not just yeah. uh, for the sake of clout or for the sake of clout or 
uh, praise, but genuine unity hmm. for others. Uh, we need that. I think because uh, COVID has exposed how much we need each other. Hmm. So I guess for me, it's it's unity in, in mind. Um, I guess that's, yeah, I hope for that unity in mind and that we uh, come together and have conversations. That's why we're having conversations, right? Yeah. To, to come to an idea together. And so for me, mine, it's it's unity in mind. I say that. I love it. I think now that, that I've had a, a bit more time to think about it, I think it's it, whatever happens, I hope that it brings something positive out of it, right? So I think mm-hmm. I think the last year has been a year of unstructuring history, unstructuring trauma, unstructuring everything, you know? So I think that whether this year looks like that or even worse, right? Because we always say things get worse before they get better. I hope that whatever happens is for the good of the country and for the people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I hope we see more unity in the world. And it makes me think of just all the different types of things that are happening in all different types of countries right now, all different types of populations, types of governments, uh, economies and all those different types of things, uh, all the people that we're seeing kind of stand up and say enough is enough or um, come up with new innovative ideas or come up with the new ways to address issues. Um, yeah, I hope there's a, a global coming together, if you will. Mm. And disclaimer, not in a antichrist, you know, in times way but in a one currency yeah i'm not mm. talking about any of that mark of the beast yeah i'm not talking about any of that i'm talking about just and I, and i think it's already happening with gen z to be honest because they're they're glocalized now as they say right mm. it's global but it's local to them because they have access to everybody through the internet but people can come together with ideas and learn from each other and pile resources together to achieve and develop new things for the sake of human advancement right so that Mm. the world that we live in is a better place to live in the world that we live in uh has less disease the world that we live in has more opportunity the world that we live in has more resources available for more people right because here's the thing um i'm a part of an organization that um travels the world and does missionary work shout out to global events love what they do um and as We've been going through this whole COVID thing. There are, there are parts of the world that people aren't even thinking about. For example, India. Mm. There's like a billion people, whatever it is. Like when they shut down, bro, there are people that died in the streets of starvation. Mm. So there are bodies throughout the streets mm. of people that lived in the slums and died. And I know that it's real easy for us to just focus on our problems here where we live but it's far worse in other parts of the world and the implications of what what's happened are far worse in other parts of the world and so i hope that we're able to see some of those things and uh bring resources and bring things together for the sake of not just ourselves and our own country and our own family and our own neighborhood but for the sake of the world Hmm. okay so i want to ask you this on the flip side what is one thing you're afraid of concern in 2021 
I guess. <laughs> I guess uh just pick one. The opposite. <laughs> uh yeah, mine uh the opposite of what I said that people don't want to have conversation. They mm. just want to argue. Mm. But they don't want to uh they don't want to give up their opinion. They don't want to give up what they think is right. They don't want to they don't want to sacrifice for the sake of unity. They just want to do what they want to do. So uh that's the that's it, mine, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think I agree with you. I think um, I think it's I think it's seeing well. He, so here's the hard part, man. I think you know it's it's hard for people to change, right? So I think for me, I think the biggest thing is with Gen Z, right? Because I think really, you know, um, we we say a quote by one of our friends, right, Jonathan Rivera. He said, you know, we prayed for revival and God gave us Gen Z, right? So. Mm. Um, it's good. It's it's this idea that they're the future, and they're and they're the they're also the present now, right? Yeah. Um. So we we it's 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 for me it's more about them, right? I think the older generations, I think those things are just going to work themselves out. Mm-hmm. You can't change people, right? You and you can't really influence those older generations. I think it's a lot harder to, mm-hmm. but these younger generations, I think that's where my hope is that we can help, we can be good leaders to them, and we mm-hmm. can help them make an, a change. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm definitely hopeful in of 2021 because of Gen Z, um, because I think we've seen a lot with them this past year wanting to bring about good change and wanting to, you know, protest and, you know, do things that are different and out there. And um, I see them continuing to strive to be better and to want change and good things to occur. So they give me, I think, hope hmm. that 2021 will be a good year. Mm. Um, yeah. Hey, I still want your fear, though. What are you afraid of? Oh, what am I afraid of? For oh, 2021. yeah, that's right. We were switching it. Mm-hmm. God. Um, I'm afraid that kind of when Alex says that things are going to get worse before they get better. Mm. And I know, I and I agree, I really hope that, you know, whatever happens, if it does get worse, that, you know, good is going to come out of it. You know, I do believe that God takes things, mm-hmm. you know, from bad and turns makes it to good. But still, I have that fear of the bad, you know, mm-hmm. of, of it getting worse before it gets good. What does that worse look like? You know, 2020 was a pretty bad year, and it's hard to think it can get worse than that, but, I, you know, it could. And so I think that there's some fear of what that looks like mm. um, and how that is going to change. And I'm not a f- person who likes change. You know, I'm a creature of habit like most of us. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what that change is um, mm. and, you know, balancing what that new norm is going to be. Mm. You know, what does that look like? I don't, I don't know. It's mm. good. I think... One of the things I fear in 2021, and there are a few things, but I think the thing I want to mention here is I fear the church losing its witness. Mm. And to a certain degree, I think we have. But what I mean by that is I think Mm. no one's listening to us anymore. And we're too busy fighting amongst ourselves to even pay attention to the reality that <laughs> people are pointing the finger and being like, ha, ah, look at these idiots over here. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. 
they ain't these supposed to be the the unified Jesus loving people and they're they're busy infighting openly in front of everybody mm. um and so I think everything that's happened is exposed to us as Christians what we've been looking to that we shouldn't have been looking to and I think in 2021 we have some big decisions to make and some big questions to answer Hmm. Um, and so my fear is we won't answer them well and we'll do more damage than we've already done to what it means to be a follower of Jesus in America Hmm. in 2021 than we did in 2020 and people will not listen to us even more than um, they already don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to get conspiratorial on it, but, you know, a lot of things could change for the church in 2021. I mean, I'll throw it out there. Just imagine if we lost our tax exempt status. What would that do? Hmm. Just a thought. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't know. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just I think, saying. I think we'd be forced to be like the rest of the other Christians in the world, right? And we'd still be more, probably more, one could say privileged than them, right? Because in other countries, mm-hmm. people aren't full-time pastors. And I mean, the church has always advanced under persecution anyway. So, um, yeah. But here's the interesting part. Like, um human beings like genuine uh, anything if you're genuine in your struggle if you're genuine and 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 uh and honest they'll accept you hmm. it's like you can share yeah i'm a christian man i, I believe in christ you know i believe in god and your friend be like yeah i don't, I don't believe in all that religious stuff all right cool it doesn't stop you from showing that person love. Mm. It doesn't stop you from serving. It doesn't stop you from being the things that you know you should. It's like, it's not a bad thing if we don't go to this building no more, mm. right? We can still love, we can still witness. Mm. We can still be a part of that community. Jesus was a part of the community. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if that shuts down, mm-hmm. Christianity isn't over. A hundred percent. You know, it, it's if not, it it should be more motivating. It should be more joyful to hop out in these streets and to be to serve. A hundred percent. You know what I'm talking about? So it's it's yeah. I, it, it's hard for me to see the fear, but it's, it's I like how you said that. Um, we won't answer the questions correctly. That is so dead on point. Cause we're so busy trying to prove people wrong. Hundred percent. But instead of trying to just focus on where they're coming from, mm. you know, their perspective about? and understanding That's, them. I like that. Man. And here's the thing, though, mm. to to go to what you said, like, hey, okay. And I think here's the thing: most, I think most Christians or most people of faith, now at least. When somebody tells you they're not of the same faith as you, you don't get as mad about it or as salty about it as you used to. Mm-hmm. But here's what people are getting salty about now. Oh, you wear masks? Mm. Oh, you don't wear masks? Mm. Oh, you're a Republican? 
<laughs> oh, you're a Democrat? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a BLM shirt on? Mm. Oh, you see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. now what happens is there's a whole different set of rules and frameworks that are dividing us. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. And so, like, what I'm saying is the world has seen that. The world has seen our response. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Toward each other. Not even toward them. Toward each other. Mm. They're watching, man. They're paying yeah. attention. And we got it wrong in 2020. Let's just be real about it. Yeah. Flat out wrong. Will we get it right in 2021? Mm. I am not sure. And I'm not sure of the implications of that. Mm. I mean, because 2020 was pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, But if it continues in 2021, (sighs) yeah, things are going to continue to change. And remember, Gen Z is watching, dog. And they're seeing us behave unjustly towards each other and towards them. And they don't play that. Yeah. So they ain't going to listen. Mm. They're going to abandon your ideology and you. Mm. So they're not going to like you or what you believe because they're going to associate what you believe with you. It's mm. what people do. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You have a bad experience at a restaurant because of a waiter. What do you say? You say the restaurant is bad. You don't say the waiter is bad. Wow. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So that's what's going to happen. Mm. So... What do you guys think we will see from Gen Z in 2021? What are some things you think we'll see from them as a as a uh, a generation? I think the biggest thing that comes to my mind is uh, identity, mm. an identity change, an identity shift. Hmm. I think, I mean, think of yourselves right through this pandemic, and I don't think I've ever have doubted myself more throughout this, you know, my life than throughout this last year, doubted myself, wonder who I am, wonder what I'm doing. Am I doing the right stuff? Right. Is, Mm. you know, is, should I be doing all this? Right. And I think, you know, for Gen Zers and now that they're now, but now that they're seeing things that, you know, even previous generations didn't see as much, right. Or barely saw, right. People changing their sexes, people, um, uh, you know, coming out as gay or homosexual at, at younger ages, right? It used to be, you know, it didn't happen to or an adult. Well, now you see, you know, young teenagers doing this, right? And they're not just, they have this social media platform where a lot of younger people follow them, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to condemn them. I'm just saying, like, that's just a new it thing. Is what that's what's happening, right? And and obviously, um, you know, homosexuality is normal now, right? I mean, we're, we're on to bigger things, right? Transgenderism and... and, and, and Transhumanism. Transhumanism, right? So we're on to these different things and of of not knowing who you are, right? And um, I think one of the way that um, Hispanic authors and theologians say is that we live as Hispanics in America, we live in the hyphen, right? We we are we're foreigners no matter what, right? Because if I go to Mexico, my Mexican family sees me as American. They hear an accent, right? They they think I'm more privileged than them, right? Of here, right? No matter what hair could I get no matter what style I follow, no matter how I speak, no matter how I look, no matter what I drive, where I live, I'm still, my skin's still brown. I'm still Mexican. You know what I'm saying? So I'm right in the middle of two worlds and I have to, it's almost like I never feel like I'm at home. And every time I get to that point where I feel like I'm at home, something reminds me that I'm not. Mm. So I think Gen Z 
is is that as well in this generation where the older generations they can't relate to the older generations they can't even have conversation with the older generations and then there's so much diversity now within them that they don't know where they fit Hmm. they don't know if where they fit when they fit how they fit um and ultimately too that comes to the another idea that uh justo gonzalez says is uh that um from the beginning we have had to live beyond the myth of innocence right where at a younger you know at a younger age as a hispanic man i know that the aztec people you know sacrificed humans ate humans horrible stuff right i know that the spaniards came and the conquistadors didn't you know they didn't have a turkey meal with the native americans right they (laughs) raped and stole their land right um and i think that this new generation of gen z you know sadly doesn't have any innocence with what they see on their phones with what they experience in their lives with how they feel Hmm. there's a lot I think what I see for Gen Z um, 2021 is kind of what we've been seeing with Gen Z is that they want to make change, Hmm. that they have a voice and they want to be heard. And I think their voice is just going to get louder and louder each year as the years come because Hmm. they're going to be getting older and, again, kind of finding out their their identity, who they are, and they're going to want people to know and hear that. and so I think that that's kind of more what we're going to be seeing in 2021 with Gen Z, them speaking out about who they are and what they want and their desires. And I think that we'll especially see that regarding school um, mm. classes, edu- their education, um, you know, just talking to them, they're feeling like they're not learning anything. Mm. And I know for some that, you know, they're like, hey, I'm cool with that. You know, I'm just trying to get by. But for others, they're like, this isn't enough for me. Like, I want more. I need more. I need to learn. I need social interaction. And they're going to try to fight for that more. Yeah. Hmm. Just thinking even with Alex, how you mentioned um, at at a time before how you're seeing, you know, um, Gen Z missing from those parent meetings about sports. You're not seeing, you're seeing all the parents say what they want for their kids, you know, mm-hmm. but you're, their Gen Z is not saying what they want. Yeah. And I think that's going to change. I think that they're going to start, be, they're going to get tired of what's going on and they're going to start saying, hey, y'all aren't doing it right. Here's an idea. Let's try this. Or they're just going to try it. Oh, yeah. Without us. 100%. And just make it happen. They're gonna get, yeah. They're totally going to do it on their own because we're not doing it for them. I mean, you think about the implications of what just happened with GameStop, right? And the reality that some people got on Reddit and decided they were going to screw a bunch of hedge funders, which I think is brilliant because, um, and the reason I think it's brilliant, or I say I think it's brilliant, the reason why it's so interesting is because um, essentially some people on the internet got together, had a com- an anonymous conversation, and then basically started this whole movement where a whole stock got shorted, basically because they're tired of hedge funders making a bunch of money and the normal person not making any. So they intentionally went and screwed the hedge funders and made sure they lost billions of dollars. 
That's the power of the internet. And now, you know, people are calling for certain rules and sanctions and different things of that nature to prevent that from happening again. But it's like, well, that's capitalism, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. But isn't that interesting, right? Mm -hmm. The guys with power get in trouble from the little guy because the little guy is using something that we now have in our grasp, technology to their advantage, and who understands it better than Gen Z, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think we're definitely going to see Gen Z in 2021 and beyond using their technological prowess to their advantage to do stuff like that to start movements to make things happen in countries to make things happen in cities and towns and neighborhoods they're gonna like you're saying like they're gonna say like y'all ain't listening to us and you should be so we're gonna start doing what we need to do you know what i'm saying i mean we saw them all walk out of school like who who does that who just decides they're all going to get up and leave school? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, for, and who just starts a mass movement like that that sweeps across the whole nation? Mm -hmm. I'm saying we're talking about the Black Lives Matter stuff, or we mentioned it. Gen Z, bro. They moved that across the freaking world, across the globe, dog. Mm -hmm. It's happening everywhere, not just in America around the world how did that happen it was them it wasn't us because we don't move that way they do and so um yeah man i think there's only more of that to come and so the question that continually rings in my mind is are we going to be people who have spoken into that process or not are we going to be people who have been able to influence that process or not i think about entrepreneurship like I think about like as you were talking about school just a minute ago, more and more I'm hearing from Gen Z is like you said, I'm tired of school. And so I'm hearing kids are like, yo, I'm going to wait till I'm 15 or 16, whatever age it is where you can drop out. And I'm just going to go take my GED. It's the same thing. I got a high school diploma. I'm two years younger, so I didn't waste my time. And now I can go do what I really want to do. I mean, and we're, st we're still telling these kids they got to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> and they ain't even right. worried. They don't even want to finish high school. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, man, this world is changing fast, bro. And even with entrepreneurship, this reality of that I can create now a business from my phone through social media. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I can have a business as an entertainer through social media. I can have a business as... Um, a bona fide business selling a product or a service or giving out expertise information on a subscription basis or however I choose to disseminate that and make a profit. I could just be making profit solely from the fact that people are following me. And here's the reality with that, right? Those platforms pay you when you have tons of people following you. And the reality is like, I can be a person on there that follows a million different people, right? So really the, the potential to make money through social media is like still yet to really be tapped into, you know what I'm saying, in the ways that it's going to be tapped into. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously we know that there's a limit, just I don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And so the potential for people to make a living now through social media and through entrepreneurship that way, the reality that I don't need a brick and mortar store anymore to start a business. I don't need a brick and mortar place anymore to start a nonprofit. You know what I'm saying? Like I can literally start it from home. 
true. I don't need inventory. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to put stuff in my garage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can just get a company to drop ship it for me and hike up the price a little bit and sell my product. Yeah. The world has completely changed, mm -hmm. and so it, it definitely seems like we're moving towards a gig economy in that sense as well, where people are just going to do the jobs that they want to do, which is really cool because yeah. now people are actually leaning into their passions, right? Gen Z is leaning into its passions. They don't do stuff that they don't want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're not going to work for people they don't want to work for. They're not going to go be a part of companies they don't want to be a part of. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. they'll just go work for themselves. Or they are working at a company, but they already are building their own thing to get to the point where they don't have to work for your company. Right? And so now the way that we think about that stuff, the way that companies think about that stuff, the way that businesses think about those things, education, like that's why everybody's moving online. Have you noticed that? Everybody has online school now. Mm -hmm. All the colleges and universities. If you're a college and university and you don't have online school, it's bad news for you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even seminaries. Seminaries were completely adverse to moving online, and now they're all moving online. Oh, we can't do that program. We have to do it on the ground. Now everybody's doing it online, and they're also shortening the amount of credits it takes mm -hmm. to get your degree. Because people are getting tired of all those extra classes. Like, why are you making me take all these random classes that have nothing to do with my field of study? Stupid. And guess what? Now I can just go on YouTube and learn the same thing anyways. That's true. Dang. I've got a coworker who is 20 years old, and he literally taught himself how to become a financial advisor. <laughs> and he just he, he <laughs> dropped out of college and was like, this isn't for me. I can do this on my own. And that's what he did. And he started a brand and he has been doing really well after teaching himself and getting clients. And he's doing it through social media, mm. finding people to, you know, work with. And he even, you know, created his own logo and he's getting in on masks and hats and like he's doing all this <laughs> wow. stuff now. And I'm like, all because he decided to. Yeah. And he just realized that he didn't need a piece of paper to tell him that he can do it he was able to do it on his own. Man, isn't that crazy to think about? I mean, I, I think about it even, um, and this is maybe another extreme, right? Um, but I think about it in the in the porn industry when you think of what's happening with OnlyFans and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, you know, there's a lot of uh, data that says that the, the porn industry is horrible to the specifically the women in it, right? That it's abusive, uh, a lot of it's rape. And yeah, whatnot. it's pretty clear. And... You know, I mean, for the women that do that, you know, OnlyFans got created and now they, in a way, can control their own destiny. Yeah, they're completely they in control of their own content. Stuff, right. And I'm not here to say that that's right or right. You know what I'm saying? But but I think that even in, in even in things that seem so wrong, per se, there's they're finding safer ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that I'm hopeful for with that is that it will topple the trafficking industry because obviously we yeah. know porn is attached to sex trafficking and so if people are doing that right and i don't think we're going to be able to stop people from doing that like sex is an industry people want it uh people want to uh participate in it uh, i was listening to a talk by jubilee actually which was interesting they had some sex workers on there i'd never thought about this before that the woman said what about disabled people who want to be able to engage in stuff but can't i was like wow that's interesting that you came up with that perspective. Once again, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that those are some of the ideologies that people have as they're engaging in 
these different types of activities. There's always going to be a market for it. But my hope is that through what's happening in the decentralization of that industry, which and it seems like that's what's happening in most industries is this decentralization of industries, right? And like people through the internet are being able to control their destiny, so to speak, more and more and more. It's going to topple major things like sex trafficking that's being propagated through that, right? Because now, you know, girls aren't going to these places and different things like that. Those things aren't happening. And so I don't know if that's going to be the case. It's just like a, a thought that I had about it and I hope that it happens as a consequence because as things become decentralized and we've seen what happened, what's happened with Pornhub, right? Like they got absolutely crushed and honestly, praise God for that. Do you know what I'm saying? That that happened. Uh, Layla McElwait, shout out to her, did an incredible job toppling that whole machine, right? And now all these different credit card companies are pulling out and now they've got all these restrictions that they didn't have before. So now people who are uploading content of uh, women being abused and raped could no longer do that, right? Um, now that that's gone, um, I'm hopeful that that continues all the way to that whole sex trafficking, women being stole, men being stole, boys being stole, girls being stole, that industry just starts to, you know, get smaller and smaller. And there's more people in the fight against sex trafficking as well. And once again, Gen Z is a just generation. They care about those things. So I'm hopeful that more and more of them will get in the fight too and will um, fight against these evils, these major evils that we're seeing in the world that need to be crushed, that need to be toppled, that need to be taken apart. And, and speaking of that, uh, when I think of, I think of Gen Zers, uh, not to separate them, but I think of the ones that live in low-income areas. Mm -hmm. I think of those uh, that that uh, didn't grow up with a lot, and their entrepreneurship. Uh, when I was growing up, in that uh, the streets stole their entrepreneurship. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm and they either got killed or they got sent to prison. And I think of I think of how some corporations take advantage of that. And if you look in low-income areas, how it's set and how it keeps them there. Mm -hmm. And I think of like, what are ways that we can help them to bring their entrepreneurship into a positive light, yeah. into a positive way, you know what I'm saying? not to be afraid to put your business there and uh, deal with the consequences of, of putting it there and just struggling with that and bringing mm -hmm. them out of that. You know what I'm saying? Because 100%. They're, they're entrepreneurs too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about the kid in high school that, that uh, goes to the grocery store, steal candy, and go, goes to school and sells it for a dollar. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship right there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the young girl that does hair on the front porch to make a couple of dollars, entrepreneurship mm -hmm. right there. You know what I'm saying? All that to make ends meet. Uh, in my section in Dallas, we had candy houses. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like you can go right down the street. You can buy you a couple of dollars. Uh, you can get a couple of dollars and go buy you some candy or buy you some nachos from the house. You ain't had to go to a grocery store for that. You know what I'm saying? People are making ways in poor areas to make money to make to money entrepreneurship you know what i'm talking about and so it's like it's it's interesting to me man it's, it just brings the question like how can we help them because if we don't help them the streets will 
mm. right? You get mm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And 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 a lot of times the hip hop the hip hop industry ain't helping them with that a lot. Mm, no <laughs> you doubt, because it praises that that lifestyle, and and so that's what I think about when I think about entrepreneurship. Them, you know, mm -hmm. it's a lot of them untapped uh, resources, yes. and and not necessarily untapped resources to take from, mm -hmm. but untapped resources in terms of what they can offer to the world. Exactly. Yeah, and so I think that's a big question, which leads into the next question that I wanted to ask you guys mm -hmm. as we kind of close this thing up. Um, how do how do influencers influence Gen Z in 2021? Like, how should they go about this? Mm. What things should they employ as values, tactics, as they go out and start to really engage this generation? The first thing that comes to my mind is just listening. Yes. And so... I think for a lot of people, like as they're going to hear our podcast this year, because I think this year we're really going to start to go dive deep and start talking about difficult things. Like we were just talking about Pornhub and OnlyFans. Like we got to talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. But as we talk about those things, I think people who listen are going to be challenged and there's going to be a decision that you have to make. Am I going to shut this out because this is something I've never heard before? Or am I going to keep listening and am I going to try and learn? And I think the same is true with Gen Z because they're on a different wavelength and they're thinking about things in different ways than we are. Mm -hmm. And they're interpreting the world in a completely different way than we are. And so as they start to open up and share with us what's really going on and what they really think and what they really feel, are we going to shut them out or are we going to listen and lean in mm -hmm. and learn, right? And then bring to the table what we have to offer as a consequence or are we going to shut it down push them away at arm's length, attempt to control them, and then watch them when they have, when they're of age or they have the resources, just bounce mm -hmm. and that influence be completely gone. Yeah, I, mm. I think, uh, I think you make a good point because I think it's not just also about them bouncing and doing their thing, right? But it's what emotional distress are we leaving them with if we're doing that you know mm. are we really taking care of them right because i mean for instance like i've had those feelings toward the older people and i just want to give them the finger and and then i don't just want to do well in my life but then i want to crush them i want to like i hope that their lives I, I hope they get fired i hope their life goes to hell you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. uh, and obviously that's wrong i understand that um and i i have to wrestle with with that and just like anyone else does but we don't understand the implications that our leadership, our demands have of them, and that at the end of the day, we want we should want them to be more healthy than we were, you know. It's mm -hmm. um, good, and bro. that looks like us focusing on our our on our own stuff. That means that we should be reading books on gen z and oh this is how they think okay i'm not gonna change that mm. <laughs> right because no one's ever changed what i think <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um so maybe just le you know let them be that way and just kind of guide them through it mm. that's good i like that i think of the idea of like in a way walking behind them and not walking side by side with them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because I think when we walk side by side, we're holding their hands, we're saying, we're kind of in a way doing it for them. Mm. But when we walk behind them, we're letting them take the lead and we're just there to catch them if they fall. Mm. Rather true. than, you know, doing everything for them. Mm. 
mm-hmm. we're letting them take the lead and That's make good. their own mistakes. Yeah. Because I know when my parents would say, hey, don't do that because this is going to happen. I'd be like, oh, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyways. Yep. And I had to make my own mistakes and I had to learn from those mistakes. But I know for me, a lot of the times my parents weren't there to catch me. I had just fell face, you know, or head back or face first, whatever it might be. Mm. And I was left to try and pick up myself, mm. you know. And I think if we can be there to catch them before they fall or we can be there to help pick them up, um, we can help lead them to become better people, to grow mm. and be better. Um, I like that. Um to speak to the influencers, I like that because it it it, it motivates the influencer to create something for Gen Z to stand on, mm-hmm. right? They have to. We don't want them out here just figuring it out on their own. We have to create something for them to stand on so they can move up in the world, yep. right? And uh, let them make their own decisions and be okay with that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And hope that they can learn from that and keep moving forward. And I think for 2021 i guess i just want to encourage the influencers create something Hmm. for the gen zers right appeal to their emotions appeal to uh their interest and their interpretation of how they see things and that creates something for them right give them a head start something that you never had right give them that Mm. yeah right and so in 2021 dive into that that's good bro (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah, sometimes we're too busy trying to set up ourselves mm. and not realizing that maybe our time has passed. And not in the sense that we can't enjoy life and what it is, but in the sense that we need to be preparing the next generation to go further than we went. Mm. Right? Uh, it makes me think of a proverb, train up a child in the way that it should go, and it will not depart from it, right? Now, obviously, we know proverbs in general, so that doesn't mean it always works out that way. <laughs> but what it means is, if I take the time to invest in an individual and to share with them my life and my experiences and the things that I've seen and done, and there's some mutual exchange in that, then generally what happens is those things help guide them later on in life. They're not going to forget in those moments of turmoil, in those moments where everything is belly up, right? They're going to remember the things that you taught them. Like we talk all the time at the house, Chris, and you're always talking about the lessons your dad taught you when you were a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those things are stuck in you it's true. because he took the time to invest those things in you. And those things are helping guide you now as a man. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we have to play the long game mm-hmm. with these Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. We can't just think that they're going to figure it all out immediately. I mean, we didn't, <laughs> but we're expecting more of them than we do of ourselves. Mm. Thank you. One other thing I love to add is just that to influence Gen Z is also to means you have to get to know Gen Z. Mm. Um, and every student, every Gen Zer themselves, they are individual, a person, you know? Yep. So each one mm-hmm. is going to be different. And, I, 100%. and what I love is that we, I go to uh, CCV and they had, um, I forget his name, but he came out and talked about the Enneagram test. Mm-hmm. And he basically said that, I think it was him himself or one of his friends or whatever, but either way, um, he was wrestling really hard with his son. Like it, they were just butting heads. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And he took the Enneagram test. He had his son take the Enneagram test, and they found out that they were on like completely different 
ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And but it wasn't until they got the results and were talking about it, and he was just like, "Oh, like okay, this makes sense. Why you act this way and why I act this way, hmm. and you know, I'm trying to make you become me when you're a four, and I'm a. I think he was like a." One, I forget which number he was, but like they were completely different. And he was like, I'm trying to make you become strong headed and all this other stuff. When you hear you are as like emotional, poetic person and you're not going to become what I am. I instead I have to lift you up as who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that as if we're going to try and influence Gen Z, we have to know who they are and we got to get on their level and talk to them, you know. Um, and here's what's crazy about that story before we close here. Um, that dad and son were estranged and the Enneagram helped them reconcile. And then a few weeks later, the son died in an accident. And so the, the father was glad because he got to reconcile with his son before he passed unexpectedly. It's crazy. And so as you think about that, influence is important. How you speak into somebody's life is important. How you connect with them is important. Because we never know, man. We never know. All right. 2021. That episode in the books. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. You will find this podcast at wherever you find your podcast. You know, iTunes, Spotify, those different types of places. Um, This is the beginning of the conversation not the end if you have questions comments you have concerns man hit us up you know we're always down to dialogue we love you guys and we will talk to you soon peace